Soundbites Radio is your source for candid discussion aimed to create a world that's inclusive, spiritually connected, living in love, peace, joy, harmony, and abundance now. Content ranges from social justice to racial equity, religion, arts, culture, and more. Hasir, Khan Nefera, aka Path P. Um, welcome. 
to Soundbites Radio on WVMR. Shout out to S Rock in the building as always. One love to Just Ashe. Right. Peace Just out. Just Right. Peace out. Oh, you good. All right, you too, brother. Um, yeah, and it's a, a lovely Saturday afternoon. Beautiful. Yeah, brought the vibes up, you know. And, you know, there's a lot of things been going on, so it's always good to have a nice sunny day to reflect on. Ain't that right? Yes. Um, yes, I'm really excited. Thanks, everyone, always for coming in, for receiving from us. Um, yeah, yeah, so I'm, if you tuned in, um, be, make sure that you can always tune in at WVMRadio.net. Yes. Um, to view, you can view the, the live stream there. You can also uh, listen to the podcast on the playback if you missed today's episodes or what have you. All good. We still love you. Um, but also, Soundbites International on Facebook. You can go to that page now and view the live feed. You can also view, you view the feed on the Miss Neferaz page, Paula Cash. Um, we all over the place. We all over angles. We hitting you from all angles right okay, now. Okay, so, all Instagram so and everything yeah, so else. Please tune in with us. Uh, we appreciate your presence every every week, standing with us and standing with the vision. Black consciousness is the is the claim. One world is the aim. Is the aim. So we, we oh, try shit. to tackle different issues within you know the black community within Black America, what essentially is America and American history, right? right. Tackle it from all angles, you know, past, present, and future, and how we can come together in a, on a unified front. To um, really raise the vibration, raise the levels, and um, and, and, and and shift the social landscape. That's you know, you dig, you dig, you dig. Thanks so, in. see a couple of things going 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 on. That's where I was. We, 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 <laughs> you know, that video, yeah. Like that, so, we well, I got a share earlier today, um, and it was a clip of a justice uh, clip. Let me see the clip really quickly. Um, there you go. Yeah, coming through, <laughs> coming through, coming Thank through. Thank you, I appreciate direct, you. Baby. Yeah. Um, share it with us. Um, it's the, the the clip is um, Christina Perez. Her show is Justice, Justice for, for All. all yeah. And I just wanted to open up with that because what we're gonna actually do is we're gonna talk about Angela Davis and Michelle Alexander's. Yes, yes. yes interview yesterday panel discussion so um to set it off you know always thanks guys for coming in thanks you guys for being with us i'm your host neferatu matira and my co-host pathy hasir ka nefera and yesterday we attended an event um at riverside church panel but we're gonna yeah but we're just gonna kind of like round robin so this clip kind of caught me by off guard um, because it's really Trayvon Martin revisited. Mm-hmm. Um, Zimmerman 2.0. Uh, Zimmerman 2.0. <laughs> I'm not exactly Sorry. sure when it aired. I just know that the clip came to me today. The clip has 2,000 views, so I'm assuming so that... Two, excuse me. 2.5 million. I'm, of, I need to be wearing my glasses. Sorry. <laughs> two days ago. 2.5 million. As of two days ago, this video has now like went insane. Um, and the man is Joe Taylor, and he's the president of the Community Watch. There's a California flag in the back of the the judge, so I'm gonna say that this is uh, this is probably in some community in California. Um, and what basically is happening is there's a young man and his mom who is telling this story about how this president Joe <coughs> he was excuse me. <coughs> In the clip, he was a, um, I believe he said that he was an engineer, 
an aeronautics engineer, retired aeronautics engineer. He's now the president of this little neighborhood's community watch. And he follows this young man down the street with his lights on, driving really, really slow. This young man is 17 years old. He is, <clears throat> I beg your pardon, wearing his school's letterman's jacket. And letterman's jackets, I've, you know, seen them. They have a lot of light. There are reflectors all over them. The letters are reflective. Generally, the numbers are reflective. Some of the patches on the, on the sweaters are reflective. Um... And he follows this young man as he walks. And his hit, the judge asks him, she's trying to be like so unbiased. She's trying not to use any inflection in her voice. Christina Perez, I will give her like all of those shouts out. Because she was trying her best to be like, you know. I mean, Judge Judy would have jumped all in his ass. I personally just wish Judge Judy had had that case. Only because Judge Judy would have gave him a new one. But see, so what ends up happening is they discuss these. She's asking him these questions to help him unpack this experience that he's having. You know, so how far, how fast were you driving? Um, once you saw him, how fast were you then driving? Um, do you not see that? Well, why did he run? Well, do you not see that there's a possibility this young man got afraid and probably ran because you never identified yourself? You just like appear to be some kind of stranger who's like weirdly stalking someone. And she's like, well, if it was me, I would have run too. So it ends up happening. He says that he followed this young man for three reasons. One, because he's black. Two, because they don't have any black families in the community. Um, and what was the other one? Because he's black. Because <laughs> he's black. Because he's black. Because he's black. Oh, because um. Because oh, because he didn't know who he was. He didn't know who he was. So first it was I didn't know who he was. Then because he's black, and then because we don't have any black families in our community. Okay, as as, if, as far as his knowledge as, as far serves as him. His knowledge serves him. Why? The judge then says to him, well, then you did know that that house was empty and that a family probably moved into it. Did it ever occur to you that because you didn't know who moved into that house, that this family could, this young man could possibly be living in that, fam that house? He didn't answer the question. So the judge moves on further and starts to ask him questions like, so when you stopped him and turned off your lights... And you moved in within 15 feet of this young man, so you were on private property. Like, at this point, you're now trespassing on someone else's property. Because now that you don't know who moved into this house, and you don't know that he may have well moved into this house, you're now on their property. Oh, and when did you grab the shovel? Did you grab the shovel as soon as you got out of the car? Did you go back to your car to grab the shovel? So I'm saying all that to say he walks up on this man within 15 feet of this young man with a shovel in his hand. Never, the judge asked him, well, did you say, what are you doing over there, young man? Who are you? What are you doing here? Never made any gesture, never said anything. He told the judge that he asked him, what are you doing here? Which is so ironic. Like, what are you doing here? Where did that come from? Right. What are you doing here? Like, it's not a Martian. He's not a Martian. Living my life. He's not like a person that's like standing inside of like, I don't know, a, a, a cooler. He's walking He's home. walking home from wherever and he has keys trying to get into this house and the judge is trying to help him unpack this experience and he fumbles quite a bit mm -hmm. um the judge is trying to remain as you know normal as possible yeah. in an extreme situation that is like ridiculous but she's trying to help him unpack this so then she talks about so you had this shovel so how hard did you hit him 
he can't answer. I'm not really sure. I can't really, you know, say what my impact was and in in how hard I hit him. No, well, you hit him hard enough to knock him out. That's right. one, because you knocked him out. Clean, period. Okay, so we're clear on that. So, okay, let us let me tell you how hard you hit him. You hit him so hard that the doctor pulled him off the team. One. You hit him so hard that the doctor is concerned about his spinal cord. You hit him so hard in his high school, final year of high school, that he will not play for the rest of the term. And this is going to largely impact his college prospects. That's how hard you hit him. He has nothing to say. The judge then says, suppose you had hit him in the head. His response was, and so I intentionally not hit him in the head. And the judge is like, really? So that, in and of itself, is even worse. Premeditated. Like, and, and she didn't even, because this is not a criminal case, right? This is a civil case. And I can see her eyes. I can see the expression in her face. She's trying to hold it together as best as she could. <laughs> but really, this is absolute freaking madness, just to say. This is Trayvon Martin revisited. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it makes absolutely no sense. Um, and thank you guys for coming on the live video at Polar Cash. I see you guys coming in. Share the video. Share it with a friend. Soundbites.net, WVM Radio. Uh, dot net, excuse me, Soundbites International Radio page, as well as WVMRadio.net. Um, and so as she's, as she's helping him to unpack this, she now has to stop talking to him because at this point, we're at a stalemate. Like, you have no moves to make. There's no rhetoric to have. So now she starts to talk to the family. And she talks to the young man, and she says to him, you know, no, you know what? This really sucks. This just sucks. And I'm sorry to say that this sucks. But unfortunately, young man, there are going to be people like Joe, the, t- the, the community president, Joe Taylor, right? Um, you're going to be running into people like him for the rest of your life. And what you can do is you can either allow them to define you or you can define yourself. Right. That's as clean as she could put it to this young man who's 17 years old, whose mother is standing behind him stewing. Like, she want to go in on this man. Like, she's, like, ready to, like, cut loose. You know, I'm a mom, my son. You mistreat my son. We're going to have real issues. I'm going to have big problems with you. Right? And because I'm trying to protect my son. This is a child. He's 17 years old. Aren't you like a 150 years old guy? And I mean, you, you prefaced. She asked him, well, who is he? He prefaced it by his profession and his credentialing. Nobody cares. Right. Because with all of this credentialing that you have and the fact that you retired uh, 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 aeronautics engineer, it makes you look like that much stupider. Right. Like it makes you look that much um, more out of touch. That doesn't make you well-read. That doesn't make you, you know, highly exposed. Because if that was the case, you'd know that this is a small... And she, the judge, the judge even points out the fact that he's a small body, small build, young man. And how is it that you don't see a child when you see this young man? Like, it's interesting. So, I'm in a place where I'm, I'm, I've moved beyond um, tolerance for this kind of behavior. Right. Beyond... <laughs> you know, I'm moved beyond tolerance. You know, and this is not going to be for me. This is not a white versus black conversation. This is point blank. You're an idiot, right? And your ignorance is an offense to other people. 
Um, and then, you know, let me segue into something that, you know, that um, Angela Davis said. And she spoke, which is what I tell you, which is the reason why here at Soundbites uh, Radio, we stand for a world that's inclusive, spiritually connected, living in love, joy, harmony, and abundance now. Because I talked to, we talked to the people. The people are the ones who's doing this. This man did this to this young man. He took his white privilege and his white consciousness and he decided that he was going to impact this young man's life in such a way to change the course of his life for the rest of his life. I have a herniated disc from being in a car accident in 1998. It is a constant struggle with dealing with the pain and the circumstances around that. I couldn't imagine if I needed to play football. I'm just saying. Right? I couldn't imagine if I was attempting to get college scholarship money to help broaden and expand my perspective, my prospects in my life. The young man speaks and he says, you know, my mother told me that we're moving to this community and things are going to be good. Hmm. Um, It's not going to be thugs and gang members trying to get me. Now I have to worry about middle-aged old white men. Aeronautics engineers. Aeronautics engineers. The biggest thugs out in the suburbs. The burbs, okay, that are trying. And, you know, I'm going to have a conversation about that, right? But the mom tells the kid that you're going to be good. And not short after they, shortly after they move into this community, this is what happens. Right. Now, Angela Davis says it's built into the consciousness of our country to make black people or people of African descent powerless. It is built into the consciousness to suppress it is built into the consciousness to contain and it is built into the consciousness to minimize. Right. And they feel they're not strong enough to Yeah, they only sued. Jay said, I can't believe they only sued for $3,000. It was a civil case. I don't know. I don't know what the California maximum is, but I think the New York City maximum is something like $2,500, maybe $5,000. It's a civil case. This wasn't a criminal case. Um, they should have pressed charges. I don't know why they didn't. I hope that they did. They, they didn't mention that in this case. I don't think that they even could if they did. But, but I'm going to do some more research around it and find out. From what I'm seeing here, was that, is, is, that was the mother that was up there with him or that was the representative? That was his mother. That was his mother. That was his mother. This lady? Okay. Um, You know, so... I ask because then it's this whole thing of this, uh, you know, the forgiveness portion. Is, is it the Stockholm syndrome or what have you? The forgiveness portion that exists within uh, people of color that's been built into where, even if you are harmed, it's like okay, I forgive you. I forgive we have you, an inability you, to forgiveness and forgiveness defend ourselves and not necessarily look like, hey, no, straight up, this is wrong. I'm hurt. And I'm handling my you, business and, with you. And you and the proper recourse is you taking responsibility for this hurt that you've caused me. I know. For, I mean, forgiveness is great, but there's also action that gets to happen around understanding the consequences of, of such actions. It doesn't have to be violent. It doesn't have to be X, Y, Z, but it can be suing. It can be taking it to another level of court to let you know, like, look, this was not right because you essentially could have destroyed this young man's career. You, you, we don't know as of now, but you, you very well could have destroyed this young man's career because of assumptions and because of your ignorance around your own neighborhood and around in, in, in the, the average uh, person living there, off of your own estimated calculations based on your cognitive dissonance of what, what people of color are living in your own neighborhood. 
And how many people do you know actually live in your neighborhood? Do you know the count? Do you know, uh, you know who's what? It doesn't matter. It does, and does it matter? But then the day it doesn't, that doesn't give you the right to strike or harm people, especially without questioning the situation. When you clearly have questions, it doesn't give you the right to harm people. Nothing gives you the right to harm people, especially when people are just being and, and walking down the street to where you created an unsafe and terrorizing environment that you can't even walk home. And then it brings in the whole idea of respectability politics. Well, you should wear this and X, Y, Z. And like with the Trayvon thing, oh, he, should, he shouldn't have worn a hoodie. Yeah, well, this kid wore a letterman jacket from the high school. From the high the school block. that he went to. Now right down what? the block. Now, what else is there that we can look at? What else is there that we can unpack around how we should look and talk and act in, 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 in society and walking down the street? To a nice, not even worried, worried about thugs and XYZ gangsters and all that other fake shit. But really, like, look, your enemy could very well be an old aeronautics engineer down the block that just claims he's fearing for his life or claims he doesn't know. Well, he had no idea and his life was not in jeopardy, first not of all. all. This guy was um, not because, thinking about it. Because him. Christina Perez, Judge Perez, said to him, Well, did he jump at you? Did he lunge at you? Did he scream at you? Did he try to take the shovel from you? Did he somehow. He because she said, I'm trying to look at. You know, self-defense. Did he come at you with any way of aggression? This man says no. So So what I'm saying to you is this. People being responsible for how they contribute to our society. This white man, whether black people live in your community or not, black people are on this world. And they share the spaces with you. I'm not really concerned whether or not he knew whether or not this man lived there. The fact of the matter remains is whether he lived there or not is not your duty to say to be a you're not the person the gatekeeper to say whether or not black people live in this we don't have white black people living in our community okay so what that's not how neighborhood so watch works and so if you don't and so if you do what difference does it make at the end of the day it it, it, it stands to reason his 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 cognitive dissonance um and his superiority and his judgment that he would see this child because you know this young man you know, it's unfortunate that this judge has to tell him that for the rest of his life he's going to be dealing with situations like this. That doesn't work for me. Because this is why I put to you the charge. As people, you need to be checking your people. And I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about these pockets of white people like this man here, like this Joe Taylor gentleman. I'm concerned about people like him in pockets of American culture that get to hide inside of their white reality. I have concern for that because those are the ones who are impeding a movement of progress. Mm. You want to understand something. And I talk to white people, who, people who have had a white cultural experience. Um, I want them to really be clear about the portion that they pay to this experience. And there's a lot of things in our consciousness that we accept that aren't actually true. You know, I don't particularly care for the allies comment. I'm not dealing with that. There was another one that I kicked out, you know, tolerating. So who the hell are you, and what kind tolerate. of superiority is built into to tolerate tolerating people. being can, tolerant? Like because like imagine how you put that forth, right? Oh, I can tolerate this. Okay. All right, I, I can exist with this. It's it's not too bad. It's not too good, but it is what it is. What? <laughs> like what? You don't like, tolerate you people. You don't tolerate freaking people. And what kind of supremacy? <laughs> like, what's what kind of supremacy consciousness is inside of a statement like I'll tolerate these people? I'll tolerate the gays. I'll tolerate the blacks. I'll tolerate the, the Jews, or I'll tolerate the Muslims. Or I'll I'll tolerate these people. I'll tolerate the Mexicans. That is built into that built into that is that consciousness 
is superiority. Mm-hmm. It is a disconnect. And it also, the undertone in that is judgment. Yeah. So clearly you can judge a space where you can go ahead and say you're going to tolerate someone else. Doesn't work. And I also kicked this whole ally conversation to the curb. Right. Because ally also, the consciousness, and we got to be careful about what we take in, ter- in terms of consciousness and how we allow it to sit in our, in our psyche. Because ally make puts you outside of the situation. Mm-hmm. The problems in America are white people's problems and black people's problems and everybody's problems. Right. Okay? So you're not an ally to the problems. You are part of the solution. You, are part you get of the to solution. be part of the solution or the problem. Period. Or you get to be you're a, part of the, of a part of the problem. Right. So when you own it, what's happening to black people is happening to white people. This experience that happened to this young man, 17 years old, should be a direct offense to every person that's had a white cultural experience that stands for equity on earth. Period. It's not separate and apart. Ally gives you an option to opt out of. I don't like that. That doesn't work for me. I'm not. I don't. I don't choose to be an ally today. I choose to be in my in my attitude today. Yeah, I'm staying back. I'm 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 gonna disconnect. I'm gonna um, reserve my right to uh, plead the fifth. I'm gonna go to the cafe get a latte. I don't wanna be out latte. Like no, like you get to be on the front line. You get to be the revolutionary in this situation. It's understanding what that means to even take up that mantle of revolutionary. If if it's looking at unpacking what it means to see these injustices and see these. These social, these things that become social norms, as a way to deconstruct and and, and reconfigure people. If you choose this enough is enough, then what does it mean for you to step in and revolutionize the social landscape? Well, according to Angela Davis, her definition in 1970. 1970. In 1970, she said, a revolutionary is one who changes society. Mm-hmm. Right, it's for the purpose of changing society to support the needs of the people. Mm-hmm. The revolutionary is for the purpose of changing society to support the needs of the people. Mm-hmm. Also, oh, right, yeah. and and changing the needs of the people to do what, so that they can live, love, be healthy, and create. And let's be clear: the life that we currently live is not conducive to any of that. Right. She also was saying basically it's it's also an overturning of the economic structure. It's is to destroy the political apparatus that instills the most misery on the masses of people that helped create it. Mm. And uh, and what what I think was a more point was you know more point but, but uh, actually yeah maybe more poignant point was that she as someone who's been part of that creation of history to still be and I and I'm and I've said this I'm very grateful and thankful to even experience this that she's even in this space to have been there and be here and see the difference she states that this it's more true today that we need a revolution now more than ever than even then because if you want to examine the consciousness of today versus then, at least then in that time frame, they were clear that there was some some messed up shit going on. Right. You know, they were clear that there was a freedom was the only thing. Revolution was the only thing. Freedom was the goal in those times because right. you just wanted to live. You just wanted to be. All you were asking for was to be, and to, and not even and, and it's in a lot of cases to be assimilate. A lot of cases to be just feel included. 
in the social landscape of humanity. That was right. the goal. That was the understanding. Now, in the guise of what's happened over the past fifty or so years, is you know, is has been a lull and, and a relaxation and a massaging of the mm-hmm. people's consciousness mm-hmm. and the psyche around uh, inclusion and equality and equity and all these different things and these mm-hmm. veils that have been placed over black communities and communities of color that we've gotten so lax and and comforted in thinking that quote unquote racism is is allegedly over yeah slavery is over there's no there's no uh capitalism also what is you know it's not as bad that's as it old. was then no here's the thing though within that mindset now has allowed the opportunity for the same shit back then to uproot now in front of the face of you with the veil on and we're so and we're subject to being scooped up in the net walking through the forest feeling like oh the nice trees next thing you know you stepped into the net and you're caught. You know what I mean? That this is what's come of that now. We are, we're so we we become so lax in that. And even in the thing, and there's people that argue about it, but like there's people that look at it real. Like when you have someone like the symbol of Obama that's been placed in in, in office, it's allowed a complacency to take place. Of we've made it. Right, and, and it allowed a lull and relaxation and everyone's just happy that a black person was in office in the, in the political seat and while he saw some good happen understand that there was, there was some things that happened too that was happening behind the scenes that's uprooting now with a Trump in office and, and, these, okay. and these political officials that support that or let it happen right so you know and I was trying to explain to some black folks and you know when you're looking at a place that you know, for somebody like myself, you know, there's quite a few people who have, you know, well-read in our African studies, and um, we're very conscious of the happenings that has occurred, right? But hear this. Uh, reading the Red Diaries, Ida B. Wells' Red Diary, and then connecting to, connecting to all of the things that we know how horrific the slave trade was, and I have to tell people of color, like, you know, life didn't begin for, for people of African descent with slavery. No. Nope. Right? It didn't begin with slavery. And American culture wants to erase that facet because it's really a black eye and it's really the part with make that makes the American capitalist system look like an evil beast. Right? Um, because that is what created that space. I actually shared something on Soundbites earlier in the week. Um from Netflix uh, show on there called Versailles and I, I've actually visited Versailles in Paris I'm sorry in France and it's a piece where <coughs> the king excuse me is talking about the consciousness that set in motion the need for slavery their need for slavery and they were talking about you know everybody's on deck to get cuts and pieces of Africa because its riches are great and the French wanted to take part in that great riches. So they wanted to bring this, and, and, and they wanted to make this, that now this is the drama, this is the part where the drama comes in, when they bring in the African king so that they could court this African king so that he could give them passport to Africa. Right. So they are entertaining him, and you know, but I share this piece because it speaks about that consciousness, similar to the curse of the Willie Lynch letter. <clears throat> We may not be able to nail down this. There's a lot of argument about that document being official or not, but the psychosis in it is factual. The psychosis in it was European culture was wanting to get their hands on a new land that had resources that they didn't have. Not to, con- not to even speak of the people that were there, that lived there, that made their lives there. <coughs> right? 
So when we're talking about our American experience here and this cultural experience for people of color, you know, Obama was a nice idea, right? It was an opportunity for people of color to experience themselves in a different light. And it made us think that we were equals because they allowed this man of brown skin to represent allegedly the best country in the world. <clears throat> and I want to know what is your standard for that? Center for the universe. You are, because she, she also, <laughs> Angela Davis spoke about that. You know, she she thought that was kind of, you know, interesting that, you know, people of color like we people in general, the consciousness is that the United States is uh, is not exceptional and that it is not the best place in the world. But even Obama, when he was in office, he used to say how exceptional America is. Right. She's spoken that the the exceptionalist this country language and how even that in itself implies superiority, superiority. Right. Um, But what happened is. He 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 had to play into the consciousness, the American consciousness, and for pockets of people like where John, Joe Taylor lives, right? Mm-hmm. Because President Obama was the president of the same country that Joe Taylor lives in, right? He's seen uh, black men and women in the various lights and facets that we show up in. So that stands to reason you're clearly rejecting another consciousness for people of color. Period. You just don't want to see people of color. And this is a white consciousness. And this is why Angela Davis talks about, she very specifically says that it is built into the country, into the fabric of law, legality, system, and and uh, legislation to belittle, diminish, create powerlessness in people of color to contain and minimize them. And it is so subtle to people of, of, of who have had a white culture experience that they don't even acknowledge that it exists. Mm-hmm. That they see themselves outside of that experience, which is why they need to be allies, which is why they need to tolerate. Because they don't see themselves as a part of the, 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 um, the, the residual of this consciousness. They don't understand that it has sedu- seduced them subtly. And that's the part where I'm talking to the people. And I'm saying that I need for you to be with your own internal coding. And I need you to go through your own internal coding. I need you to find and check yourself. Because, yes, we have been massaged. We've all been massaged to sleep, including people of color. Because the very fact that people of color don't want to fight back. Because this man, this mother should have called the cops and took the cops to this man's house. Period. He should be facing criminal charges right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's for those you're working within the system, right? We're working within the system because there's two conversations that I'm having. According to Angela Davis, the, the, the global um, economy is the criminal of all things because what it does is it no longer stands for the public good, mm-hmm. right? The public good would be health, you know, schools. You know, they've pri- the, the global health, the global... Um, capitalistic system has now created privatizing health privatizing schools and prisons and this is the unfortunate situation and this is why there's so much there's very little attention being paid to how we've been massaged to diminish one another right we're willing to sell out the blacks we're willing to sell out those people we're willing to sell out these people we're willing to categorize other people so that we can find a reason and a way to exploit them. You know, we've all been massaged. You want to add something? No, I was going to say within that point, I wrote down notes. So we, you know, we, because this was a great, you know, um, 
talk. It was oh, keep in mind it's called Spirit of Justice, a conversation between Michelle Alexander and Angela Davis. Mm-hmm. Very good talk. Should be available on YouTube, I think, by Monday. 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 So definitely check that out when you get a chance. Spirit of we'll Justice. Share we'll share it as well on the page. Sound by International page. I'll One of the things, like to that point, was I wrote a note about was. Um, you know, we get to examine the, the degree in which racism lies at the root of capitalism, which was a note that she made. And that capitalism would not exist without racism or genocide or colonization or any of these oppressive states that allows for, you know, the American uh, economy to kind of push forward. Right. You know what I mean? I think that's it's it. It, it bears a stand that we and even, you know, to Mr. You know, you know Charles Barron, Zimmerman Charles Barron, he's also stated, you know, it's one of we're always ready to attack the uh, the symptoms, but not the virus. You know, when they were like we we we've been pla- the symptoms are being placed in our faces when the virus is still standing, the virus is still growing strong, and, and putting words, put, putting words, putting tentacles out into different spaces mm-hmm. where you may you may touch one tentacle, but here's another tentacle doing this work. You know, right. making it happen. I don't know if viruses have tentacles or not, but whatever they got. Right, the metaphor. Right, the metaphor. The metaphorically speaking, there's still work that's being happening in other different spaces and places. So a lot of times, up under, um, under the root of, of, of certain situations, you won't realize. And, you know, that 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 touches on a point. I guess we can run Robin about that later, right. where she said, you know, there's always going to be something to do in this fight. You know, and to you know, it may be a great thing to see. You know, ah, it's all done. But really, within this this idea of capitalism, racism, and all these deep, deep, these destructive things that are happening in the human landscape, there's always going to be some new topic to have kind of fight around, or, or or seek justice around, or seek freedom around, or put forth our energy to. And that's only because people refuse. That's that's because people authentically refuse to be with this experience. They do. They, they point blank period they are not willing to be with their own responsibility for what we're contributing in our landscape that's the right. bottom line that's the bottom line why this judge is going to tell this young man that there will always be people that are going to mm-hmm. be that they're going to be like Joe Taylor and there's also gonna, gonna be people be... like Joe Taylor that will follow you in the dark on your way home from school and knock you over the head with a shovel and damage your mm-hmm. spinal cord and disrupt your life experience mm-hmm. the judge tells this young man that he's 17 years old. That's what he's telling him. My son made 21 yesterday. Mm. 21. Shout, shout out to the young king. Shouts out to the young king, Lotus Smith. They coming for me. If I ever should run into a Joe Taylor, they're going to have to come see me. <laughs> listen, I promise you. And the Joe Taylors of the world definitely no, exist. No, listen. The Joe listen, Taylors of America definitely You have exists. to put your fork in it somewhere. You must stake right. your fork in it somewhere. You must stand for it, period. An ally, I'm not allowing you to get a cut. I'm not allowing you to diminish your 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 commitment and diminish your responsibility for this. I'm not allowing you to be an ally. Right. I'm not going for that. I'm not allowing you to tolerate. I'm not going for that. Speaking of which, we went to the event last night. Guess what happened? <laughs> let's, talk, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about an ironic she been, she experience. Been bubbling to get to the, yeah. To, let's talk about a really really incredible very ironic experience. Wanna, and, and just to say, like, you want to really get to examine it in our social landscape, the the subtleties. Of of uh, racial conversations and you know in, in injustices and discriminations or what have you the subtleties they be very little very large uh, you know it, it really all depends so go ahead share because so I was on the other side of it so where yeah in it and on the other side of it <laughs> so. okay so we go to this event it's hosted at the Riverside Church right, right? by uh, what was this? Union Union. 
Yeah, at the Union Theological Seminary School. Yeah, right, right, right. Hosted this event. Union Theological Seminary School hosts this event. Praise God. The majority of the ushers were people who have had a white cultural experience. Not majority. Every single usher was a person who has had a white cultural experience. That's fine. No problem. Okay, great. That's cool. That's cool. But now, now let's move along. We'll move along. So there's two ushers standing in front of the poor part of the synagogue or the right. part of the, the main, the main door, the main door that goes into the congregational area. Right. And then there's two balconies. So they send people upstairs to a balcony. I came in about t- 20 minutes before Hasia arrived. Right. So I went upstairs and got seats for us. Mind you, the young lady didn't tell me which balcony. There was two balconies. So I go back and I ask which balcony. She says the fourth floor. No, the one standing beside her says the fourth floor. She was wrong. We went upstairs to the fourth floor, myself and two other women of color, and went to the wrong floor. I said to the women of color, the one of the ladies said, well, maybe it's all the way around. Maybe the entrance is all the way around because what you're going to do, and your psychosis says, I'm going to give this white woman's information just a little bit more credibility. Maybe she wasn't completely wrong. When I walked out the elevator, I was like, I went through the doors. I was like, she was wrong. She lied. She was wrong. Boom. This young lady wants to give some credence to this white woman's word. So she said, no, no, no. We want, we bought, all three of us walked back to the elevator. She turns around and says, no, I think maybe it's all the way around. So I said, okay, good. So I'm going to stand here and hold the elevator. You go see. And when you go see, shout back at me and let me know. They kept walking around the bend, and which I found out shortly thereafter because I stood there for about two minutes and nobody came back. It's a very short alley. It's a very short hallway. Mm-hmm. Nobody came. So I walked through those doors and went around the bend. And guess what? There's a staircase there. There's nothing there. They, didn't, they never shouted back at me. They went on about their own business. You see what I'm talking about, Soldier and the Truth? You see what I'm talking about, letting loose stay? See, that's why everybody is not meant to be a gatekeeper, a person that's going to make way for others. Because those two sisters, sure enough, left me standing there at the elevator, holding the doors for them. And when I got this. downstairs, this is the part that I, yeah. I got downstairs, <laughs> and I saw one of them. She tried to pretend she didn't see me. Because now I'm downstairs. I asked you to look back. I didn't even bother. It, it wasn't even worth it. It's like, whatever. Okay? So I went and found myself a seat, and I held the seat for, for her seat. Um, she tells me that she, the lady who I'm sitting with tells me she's holding seats for two other people. One of them came. It was a brother. So now you got a sister, a brother, a sister, and she said she's waiting for one more person. Well, there's still room for me in one more seat if her seer can come upstairs. So my phone dies, so I asked the sister, can I use her phone to text my husband? So I'm texting him, and then little thereafter, he says he can't come upstairs because the lady wouldn't let him upstairs and said that because it's a fire hazard. Right. He so, can't come upstairs. So, so let me so let me share my part of, of that. Okay, side now of the, the story. flexion so, right yeah. there at that part. Right so right, there. yeah. So so I'm coming in, right? You know, I was you know trying my best to make it on time. But it was, mm-hmm. I was coming in, and uh, meanwhile I'm coming in. It's already a crowd of people in the lobby area. The, you know, everyone's trying to get in. It already packed the capacity like six o'clock. Uh huh. And you know, I'm hearing them say, "Oh well, you know, uh, the only way for somebody for you to come in at this point is if someone's holding a seat for you. Other than that, you have to go around the corner. Right. Right. And they do the live stream. I was like, all right, whatever. So I was about to do it. Then I was, you know. Uh, Nefera told me she had she was there she had to see I was like okay cool came right. back I was like excuse me um, uh, you know I, I would like to come in you know my, my wife is holding a seat uh, for me right. on the balcony she's like hey, I'm sorry we can't let anybody else in but I'm like okay cool but like 
you know, there's a seat being held. There's an empty seat for me being held. Should I write? Right, but you know, I understand. But you know, it is the the fire marshal was saying is a fire hazard. Even if there's a seat available, you know, because of the size of the seats, you know, there it's it, it would still be you know. You know that that weird face that you know certain yeah. people make when it's like they don't know what else. Like, mm-hmm, I don't know. And what else? So that and I was like, okay, all right. When I look, I was like, mm, that's weird. I was like, all right, whatever, cool. So I go around the corner to. No, the firehouse part. The person have to come down to get you. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Well, that's what I was. That's what I said earlier. They were saying that only way somebody can come out, someone has to get you. That's what I was saying. Like they has they, to come downstairs. Has to come downstairs and get, and you. get you. Right, right. That's what I, that's, I mentioned that part. Yeah, so someone has to come downstairs and get you. That's the only way you can come up. So that's what I heard when I came in, and then when I came back after Nefera told me that she had to see, I came back said, okay, someone is here holding a seat. So I would like to get in. She's like, oh, even if someone's holding a seat, we can't let anybody else up or anybody else in because it'll be a fire hazard, according to the fire marshal. Right. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. So then that's your part. That's that's what I received. Okay, I went so, around the corner yeah. from there at that point. I watched so the live stream. He texts me and tells me that she I tell said all this, this information. Right? right. Mind you, all these things are happening simultaneously. He's having an interaction downstairs. I'm upstairs sitting in a hole in a seat. And guess what happens? A woman who's had a white cultural experience comes and sits right next to me. I like that title. Un, <laughs> unescorted. Okay. Unescorted. So the, unescorted. So the part where no the one three came people, and picked her up. Right. The three people that were sitting beside me, nobody left the bench to go downstairs and bring her back upstairs. So that didn't happen. Okay. Now, that's one. Two is I'm texting him in someone else's phone, this young lady who she probably still has these messages in her phone. She probably has read them by now because when I passed him back the phone, I said, I'm upstairs on the second floor and I'm holding you a seat. She leaned over to say to me, I'm holding another seat for someone. That's when she tells me that she's holding another seat, right? So she's read the messages. Mind you, it's her phone. She can read the messages. So what? I'm not hiding. I'm not, it's nothing secretive going on. Right. Now, one, she says to you, you can't go upstairs. The fireman says such and such. I didn't see any fire trucks. I didn't see any firemen. I didn't see any fire marshals. I didn't see any ushers represented from the firehouse at the event. Period. One. Two, like I said, this woman who has had a white cultural experience comes and sits right next to me, thigh to thigh. She sat right next to me. As I'm reading the text, she was telling me that somebody had no, she wasn't actually in your seat. I still had a seat available for you. What? I still had a seat available for you. I thought she sat in the seat. No, she did not sit in your seat. (laughs) So the fact that this woman is telling him. Well, so but see what happens in the consciousness. Now, the mind you, the woman who's telling him all of this stuff, her name is Penelope. So I'll be writing the union and I will be giving them a nice long letter around. And I'd be willing to have a sit down around this consciousness because I'm going to hold you to your very highest possibility. If you're hosting an event like this, that's supposed to be around equity with two women of color who are laying bricks. I'm going to hold you to your highest. I'm not having it. That's like some of our political leaders that are running around here creating dissension. I got a message this morning from another young person, another person, um, uh, my sister Jiminy's Brown talking about you know I'm gonna have to hold these these political leaders like y'all are bugging these ministers and political leaders are teaching the people to be dissension to create dissension they're not creating unity so because you're standing for equity and you're standing for power to the people I have to hold you to a higher moral and ethical code so a union if you're hosting an event and you have ushers that have biases because this black man with locks walks up to you and, and, and wait a minute the kicker is the part where as i'm leaving the event two people who have had a white cultural experience are about to get on the elevator as i'm getting off 
So how do they get past the usher? Right. Because you showing up, they made it. Like, thing, give like, a moment, look, look, have a moment of silence for this foolishness. How do they get past the usher? <laughs> Freely. How do they get past the usher? There was nobody restraining them. Me and Nobody no, came down to get them. There was no, no one escort. Them, no one excuse me. Wait, you can't go that way. None no, of that. No, no. They passed the usher to get upstairs. They were going into the elevator as I was leaving because I said, once I saw that, I was like, this is ridiculous. This is freaking unheard of. I heard that the integrations integration were put in record numbers last night. What do you mean? The integrationalists were put in record numbers. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, I'm all right. I'm over the boxes. Yeah. Either you here you for not. a new possibility or you not. Like, first of all, it's your problem. The fact that you've been massaged to believe that you can ignore this as not being your problem. Ah, what was the conversation about white participation, African American liberation movement? Listen, Malcolm oh, yeah. already said what he. How, how Malcolm X already said how he feels about white people involved with the integration movement. Listen to this. Malcolm's rhetoric is such that it's okay for white people to donate. To support, to advocate, but black people need a moment to heal themselves. And we need to be able to do that without the energy of people who have had a white cultural experience. That didn't come up last night. There was no mention of that. Not particularly that. But Not the, particularly but the, that. The, she the, didn't the talk about it. The discussion around allyship was, a, was what came up. Allyship was such what that is, Angela, yeah. well, we'll have her call to action as we wrap up. She had a call to action around unity, right? However, white people need an opportunity to be with their own issues. Right. They need an opportunity to understand how they have been massaged into submission around a lot of this kookum-poo. Listen, Jay, there's no need to say wow because it wasn't going to come up. This was hosted by a the union. The union... Like I said, the majority of the people that were there were people who have had a white cultural experience representing that side and students. And essentially, it essentially was, becomes that becomes the conversation around the whole quote unquote allyship is that they've even been able to put this on in the first place. I guess to be a that space was the allyship. For their, their, right. to be a space for their conversation. Right. But Angel Davis herself said that she doesn't even like the whole idea of allyship. She's like, you either you're you're in it or you're not. Period. And, and very much so, the the plight of, of Black America throughout this whole struggle is the plight has, of is, is still the plight of America, and still white people um, and their white cultural experience have been a part of this. The crux of this issue, so it's it's all more, so it's all the more reason for you to be even more involved. You're not an ally, which means you're standing outside and stepping in where needed. No, this is your issue too. So this is this is period period standpoint black and period. You're not an ally to this. This is your experience too. Until until the 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 the, the woes and and the and the pain of this issue is, t- is if that responsibility is taken around the erasure or the 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 closure of it so to speak okay then you gotta put you gotta put your footwork in just like we are because there's no reason why we we should be we're, we're taking on the pain and doing it ourselves to to try to reheal it when you're the ones causing the problem and it's not and like this is not like but it's not intentional. this is about being it's not clear it's not a lot and listen, listen i keep trying to tell people listen white folks are not intentional a lot of them are not intentionally doing right, these things right you understand just like black people are not intentionally suffering from Stockholm syndrome. It's not intentional. They're not even aware of it. 
They're not even aware that they're not trying to their highest possibility to stand for freedom and equity. They think that the little things that they do are really supportive of a bigger conversation. But you know something? Being the difference is different. I'm in space and place with people who standing around here talking about they black as fuck, but they not. Because their actions are not supporting that. They're not. Black. They really are black as fuck consciously. That is how they look. When you look in the mirror at yourself, you know when you got a skinny person and when a, a, a person who's overweight and they look in the mirror and they see a woman a size three? That's how people see themselves. They look in the mirror and they see themselves differently than the way they actually show up in the world. Right. They think that they see themselves as this beautiful woman, you know, their, their illusion, but they really got a nasty attitude and they show up angry in the world. Gross. I'm just saying. It's only a nice title to comfort our and coddle our own foolishness. It's more than a hashtag. It's, it's more than a thoughts and prayers no, emoji. To be it's the difference is to be actionary steps. To be the difference is to be different. And you can't support the status quo. And I didn't say go up and then knuckling up and ready to beat everybody over the head. But if you, st I stand for equity and I go everywhere I want to go and I'm with everybody. I'm an international player with my game like that. And I'm about that. I'm about people. I'm about unity. I'm about holding people to a highest possibility. Right. I don't need to ask you for humanity because I'm human. Okay. And you're not going to take that from me. And I'm not going to allow you to. So if I don't give you that power, you got to stand in the space that I've created for you. Period. See, so when you say you black as fuck, you need to show up like that. And that, that is not with your axe in your hand. That's not every day with an axe to grind. Yeah. That's not every day being accusatory. You need to understand that we as a culture of people are massaged into submission to the system. You only think in one way. White cultural experience, black cultural experience. Right. You got to remember something. They wanted to carve Africa up and bring over here free labor. They never had a contingency plan for what they was going to do with us Afterwards. after. Th there was no after. <laughs> oh, shit, just, they just free? Just to let y'all know, there was no after, okay? <laughs> like, there was no after, right? There was no after slavery is over. Because that was there was never no plan. There was no plan for that to no ever be over. And there's so many pockets of our today's consciousness that the higher you go up, the higher you start going up into those spaces and places. You know who you see? The, who are the doormen? Black men. Strong, powerful, big black men are doormen. Bouncers. Bouncers. Nothing wrong with that. We, it's nothing wrong with it, but I'm just saying the clear. psychosis of our society, where they follow you. It's a caste system. Right. Where are they casting you? They cast you at this role. They cast you at that role. They cast you as the nanny. They cast you as the basketball player. They cast you as the court jester, the comedian. I'm not saying anything is wrong with this stuff, but these things are a part of a social landscape that has been created by us and that has been up we have allowed ourselves to be diminished by it. and then that, and that not even you know we didn't never mind it. never mind your engineering degree though because then they will they have that but right can they get that is the question because of what what's been set up in the social landscape of, subtly. of perception and subtly mo most of us won't even try to go for the gusto we don't even try to reach we just be like, yeah, I go ahead and take this little thing right here, and it's good enough for me. And that and that comes to the point of what Angela said about um, in her, in the in the, the old interview, how you you just essentially set up to believe people of color is essentially set up and and programmed to believe that they're powerless against the face of the system, that no matter what you try to do in the face of the system, it's infallible, and that, and that's and that that has become generational. Just like you said, the, the she said the the identity black identity is being is is understanding. That the struggle and plight and fight for freedom is a generational thing, and it's come down through 
generation DNA and it's just the same cycle. You know, there's only there's a few conversations that will have this whole race conversation be a done, done, and done, done. Demaris, I see you. This is why we must break this type, this type of, of stereotypical, stereotypical mindset. mindset. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's in constant, but it's and in constant you know, practice. But, but this is the thing. We as a culture of people, you know, I can tell you what's imp- impeding progress. You know what's impeding progress? Boxes. Everybody want to be something special and something different. I keep telling you guys, race is socialized. Religion is socialized. Political views are socialized. When you come in the world brand spanking new and you get that from the doctor, that's all you. That's it. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Thank you. Appreciate you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Take this order. <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. Thank you. They're, those things, none of them. <laughs> sorry. sorry about this, none of them. None of them matter. They're all things that are out there. They don't matter. So when you start getting into these pieces of of these classifications, that's you doing that. That is you jumping into a box that was given to you because there's a whole lot of other psychosis that exists in our society that we also subscribe to that nobody is perfect. Nobody is perfect. So guess what? As a people, we don't even strive for it. We don't. And perfection, you know, ethical and moral perfection and humanity and treating one another in such a way, we can all strive for that. We can all be there with that experience if we chose to. But we don't choose to because... We have our religion that says that if we do bad things, all we have to do is be like, go in our closet and ask for forgiveness. We don't have to go to the person that we offended. Because you know, black folks, we classic. Once something goes wrong with our relationships or within our community or within our family, we just forget about it, push it to the side, forget about it, and move on and just pretend that it didn't happen. Opt out. We opt out of it. Right? So these are the things that are impeding a very new possibility for a humanity. A willingness to disconnect. And white folks, the if they don't like it, they just erase it. They just took to kill a mockingbird out of the school. They, right. They're yeah, ab- we just saw that. Like, apparently, they're, they're, if, I mean, it's on the internet these days, you know, whatever. But, like, I've been seeing it go around to t- taking to kill a mockingbird out of the schools because it's uncomfortable. Well, guess what? Racism is uncomfortable. Okay. Discrimination is uncomfortable. A child 17 Bias years old getting hit over the back of the freaking That's head uncomfortable by as fuck. a man damn near 60 <laughs> years sure. old with a shovel. I'm sure that was pretty uncomfortable. That was pretty uncomfortable. Knocked him clean out. He don't even remember anything that happened after that. Other when he woke up, EMS was over him. So guess what? I'm sure that was uncomfortable. If we wanted, if we want to challenge these, this, this whole racist capitalist thing and all that type of stuff, we want to be willing to be with the discomfort. And because listen, with overcoming of pain is what, what's what the triumph is. Un- listen, what is doing it. Somebody's doing it. Right. You know, when you get embarrassed, you know. I, I don't know. Let's talk about an embarrassing experience. How about this? I was 12 years old. I was at gym. And I used to wear these grandma panties. You know everybody remember those grandma panties used to get with the little flowers on them? Dirt. Little flowers everywhere all over them. And this boy making fun of me runs up behind me and pulls my sweatpants down to my ankles. I'm literally standing in the middle of the gym. He didn't pull my underwear down. I had my underwear on and my sweatpants were just at my ankles. That was not funny. I was a little bit embarrassed. I was quite a bit embarrassed. But I got over it. Like, so what? Dirt. Like, so what? You, you know, on. you move on. You expect things to be different moving forward. As you grab new information, as you garner a new perspective, 
Your maturation will occur and it will happen. It's okay. You know, it's not okay for people who have had a white culture experience to call themselves trying not to experience anxiety, not to experience the inhumanity of what slavery was and the inhumanity of, of Trayvon Martin, the inhumanity of consistently police officers going, um, getting, getting acquitted for shooting black people. And you need to be embarrassed about that. You need to feel some kind of way about that because this is the society, this amazing America that you're creating. This is your space that you're creating, that you've committed to it. This is it. So we can have the Macy's Day Parade, right? So that we could, you know, so everybody can go to Disney World and have a grand old time. So we can all go down to Rockefeller Center and watch the Christmas tree lighting. While all this is happening, police officers are shooting black unarmed youth, women, men. This is what this is what you Young are co-signing. Old. This is what you are co-signing. So if it's uncomfortable, good luck with that. Mm-hmm welcome good luck with that like i'm all right with you because i'm also a space for you to come out of this discomfort with an action plan i'm a space for that let's get down to it let's shift our space black people who have had a black cultural experience and those middle ones that the, the the new black experience the affluent black experience that don't want to talk nothing about race want they believe that they don't they don't discuss race it doesn't exist they believe that they've arrived and they've gotten some accolades and they done moved and shook in some spaces and they got a few little things and trinkets hanging all over them, that that means that they don't have to talk about race because race doesn't apply to them. I made it. It's good. It's all good now. Wrong. Cause you Until got you, it's not. They got them some little things. Right, and trinkets and things and all that type of stuff. Realize it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. All it, it, all it takes is one opportunity for you to be the scapegoat for their elevation. Oh, trust that. Trust and trust, trust that they will sit your ass you right out. You will sit right down. Shout no, out, they'll shout just out, sit you out. Look how they out, did. Look how they shout yeah. out to Tiger Woods. Shout out to Tiger Woods. Shout out to OJ. <laughs> I ain't black. Right quick. I'm OJ. Okay. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I right. Trust like and believe. Right? Okay. So, and how about, um, what's his name? Arsenio Hall. Ooh. Yeah, when he started getting too real, they was like, they nah, cut, son, chill. They, they cut his coin. <laughs> chill, bro. Like, they strangled this man economically. They they put him out of work for 20 years. Mm-hmm. They put him out of work for 20 years. You're trying to come back and do it again. He was like, nah, you still on that? Nah, But wait son. a minute. This is what I'm saying, though. Like, you know, we spanked <laughs> your ass. You ain't get it? Okay, well, that's what we're going <laughs> to sit oh, you out again. Come back with your same shit. All right, we got you, son. That's what they did to him. Oh, no. We don't Walk a flock. Listen, no, no. what? Mm-mm. <laughs> He's simple. All I can say is that he just I'm simple. I'm not black. I'm Indian. He just simple. No. <laughs> you know, and it's unfortunate that <laughs> young people are in these places and spaces. But this is what happens with these black folks when they call themselves arriving. I'm when they call themselves arriving, when they I'm get woke. them some I'm little coin, level. No. when they get them some little access and space in place, they damn sure don't want to upset them white folks that's in them places to make some effect, to affect their money situation. Right. Damaris said that the problem is no one wants to dedicate the time and effort to make big changes. And sometimes I believe it is a fear thing 
people are afraid of change. It's absolutely fear. Of course, people are afraid of change. So a lot, so of, a majority of this, 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 this existence, like in American society, what have you, is based on fear, fear tactics, and, scar- and scarcity tactics. Intimidation. There is not enough. So we are your suppliers. You, how dare you step up and try to counteract what we do? We're te- we're giving you everything for your best interest because we know it. Wrong. And people fear that. People fear that because when you're, when you're born into that being the only thing you know, then the, the fear of the unknown is the biggest crippling factor to how people get to change. But until people understand that breaking free of that and, and getting that change is far more rewarding, it may be discomforting at, for a time. But the long-term reward and residual is, is where the power lies. But no, everyone's, the majority of people are just far too scared for that. And you're too crazy in, in, in those people's eyes to do that So they don't want to associate Until you make it happen But you gotta be willing to make it happen We talked about this What was it last week A couple of shows Like yeah. be, it's willingness Willingness to be in the fight For, for, for a revolution Willingness to be in the fight For some change Social equity And, and really some, a, a human standpoint You know it, it, it is fear It's all fear based Power is fear the prison system in America is is fear. It's power, and it's a, it's a, and it's a, a indication of the social trajectory of this of this society. All these things are based out of you must fear us and respect us if you expect to get anywhere, or you die. Yeah, because we we've, we've come under we've come under under attack, and every time you know we say oh if we talk about what's not working in the system we're gonna upset white folks and they're gonna get angry and they're gonna be pissed off. So, you know, that's that, what you call it, that house, Help right, me. right, beep. <laughs> They're afraid to speak on these things because what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. Oh, what, a master going to get pissed off? Well, you shouldn't do that. Maybe Shut we up. shouldn't say that. Maybe we shouldn't <laughs> share that. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Well, that's unfortunate, guys, that, you know, when it comes to your own personal self-preservation, yeah, master, we got us a nice house. The first thing you think about is the master's house. Why don't you think about your own house? house? There we go. Why don't you think? This is why Malcolm said, no, we don't want white people a part of our experience. Because we as a collective, we need to heal ourselves. White people need to heal themselves. We come together as one human, your one Mm. human family, one earth family. Yes. But when it comes to that healing stuff, it needs to happen separately first. Because people of color, as well as people who have had a white cultural experience, we have all been subtly beguiled by the system. And trust me when I say subtle, because if it was in your face, if it was a big, ugly ogre breathing green smoke, you would identify it immediately and you'd ASAP, run. ASAP. So what they, how they do, how they manipulate you is they say, well, these things are taking away your schools. If these people come into your community because they're unethical, because they steal, because they rape children, none of which is true in large numbers for people of color, just to just to be clear. Mm-hmm. Right? We got more serial murderers, we have more rapists, we have more thieves, you know, all those Wall Street folks, we bailed the banks out, nobody went to jail. All of that unethical, though that's people who have had a white cultural experience. That's criminology to a whole nother level. I mean, systemically. And you know what? The new Jim Crow talks about that. <clears throat> you know, white students in college are more likely to be to have pounds of weed on them mm-hmm. in comparison to the little five or six bags of personal use marijuana that young, young men of color may have on them. Damara says, if people get a strange, stronger mind, then nothing can penetrate your mind, especially what 
you know that sounds like pure BS. Just ignore the things around you that are there to distract you. Um, I'm trying to see. Yeah, but you know something, Damaris? It's a maturation. Distract you. See, I can go to Disney World and still be aware my mind is way too solid for all of that. Okay, real talk. Exactly. But that that's that's um being clear and, and present and being able to permeate through the system in and out. What we call, you know, jumping in and out of the matrix seamlessly, being clear and aware of your presence around is where you are at every moment and how you get to peruse through the system in those in those ways. You know, and yeah. Right. Right. I've got you know, but when I travel, you know, I went to DR and then I went to Europe. You know, I went to Europe with my school. Actually, I didn't choose to go to Europe. Europe wasn't my first stop, um, but I went because I, I had a cultural experience that was attached to my educational process. So I went. You know, fueling the oppressor's agenda. Jade says, unfortunately, black folks, feminists, also believe that black men are all misogynistic rapists as well, fueling the oppressor's agenda. Yeah. So this is the, these are these are those things that impede moving forward, you know. And this is what it is when you see yourself and people that look like you through the oppressor's consciousness. Mm-hmm. And when I say oppressor, I'm talking about the system. Mm-hmm. I'm yet. talking about the functional system. People on a one-on-one level are not the oppressors in large numbers, except for this guy, this guy here, Joe Taylor. Okay, all these cops, all these cops running around here Definitely shooting so. black people. Well, now Zimmerman that's something else. All these white folks that are over here making all kind of tripping these students up when they're in college. These college professors mm-hmm. that have a white cultural experience, they're a part of the system. They are, they are a part of what is creating diminished self-worth that's, in people of color. That's another thing. Here it is. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the educational system and due to a lack of cultural experience and cultural expansion in the powers that quote unquote be, they unfortunately become direct impediments to people of color's progress. And they need to be able to see how that is occurring. So share the link, guys. Join the conversation. Mm-hmm. Are you the revolutionary? Yeah, share the link of the live video, wvmradio.net. Get yeah. involved. Get in line, share the video, let's talk about it. And we're gonna have some some book recommendations as per you know the um the event last night. A lot of book recommendations, including we're gonna go break for music. Yeah. Yeah, so we're gonna go break. This is Sound Bites Radio on WVMR. We're gonna go do a couple music. We we wanna shout out all the independent artists. Um, you know, if you're tuning in or if you know them. Um, you can definitely put your music to us on this is soundbites at gmail.com and um, so we're going to be supporting some music for the month so the music for the month of October uh, shout outs to AJ Throwback uh, for you know being a big supporter of our movement and um, providing his songs with us as well as Army shout outs to them being uh, urgent and standing with the sound so we got a couple of these songs coming up right now in the music break uh, this first we're going to get into is AJ Throwback featuring myself <laughs> and Naeem Bricks with Proof of ID so we're going to get into that and we're going to be back in a little bit Soundbites Radio Man. when you in the streets you fit the description. When you on the beach, you don't. How's that work, man? Oh, you wanna see my rap sheet? Oh, you wanna see my rap sheet? 
Put your question in my rap sheet. Matter of fact, holler at him, Pat P. They don't want it, they don't want it. They ain't trying to get their flow stunted. So 100, even when cats get go from front, and they ain't saying nothing. They pray the day my delay is coming. Too many layers, but I'm saying grace in this cake. I'm cutting, man, it's something. That change when they feel their lane's disrupted. Things ain't the same, they claim lane when the content ain't destructive. Bubble in the club, ain't nothing. No bottle popping, guns busting, riding bezels, or jumping fences when the feds watch. Listen, how to move from a mind with no options Or spit the lines of false prophets Who wanna define what hip hop is? Nonsense, none of these busters out here lining my pockets Who could ever check my rhymes or confine all my topics? Stop it, do they say that? Maybe try different octaves and Hezekiah or Kirk But my verse will show them who got it The money don't move me, cooking less with the groupies Me and me amigos got queens Far beyond band of bougie, it's Brooklyn AJ past the rock, I'll show them what's cooking Lay the smack down on these clowns, one to go round for round Ain't a battle rap or backpacker Far from a trapper, these actors neglect integrity As a respectable Factor. When you listen, every ball written be what my heart's spinning. Only ghost rider I know is a PBS show. What these cats will do for the dope, man, I just don't know. But these quotes in my line of notes like making diamonds for gold. You need different ID when you're walking through the streets, so it's no different when you're talking on the beats. When you see that bright light, don't fight it, try to flee. Okay, son, let me see some ID. Walk from back of the bodega, caught me back of sour D's. In a pack an hour later, stepped out the store, I see Jacob. Had to think in a hurry, so I walked past my foreign. In the opposite direction, I'm already lit. Now I'm all the way rabbit and all the way stressing. What did they stop me yes, to check the weapons? Hand in the whip, thank you, Lord. Oh, what a blessing. I kept stepping, getting my blend on. Incognito, bro, peripheral, they making a U-turn. So I walked a little faster. Only got an eighth on me. Real criminals, they should be at the peak. Already out of place. Wish I could see my face. Trying to outwalk Jake. Can't help but to shy. I thought to myself, no less your dress. Code is always on fresh. Yes. My stains paint the most beautiful. Vocal sing hardly paint the most beautiful. Bloodline on get this subconscious shape shifting. Now I'm a shade bright, lighting and play Griffin. You already, my strong arm more straight than arm steady. I'm strutting faster. Oh well, they're still behind me. So now was a cheat, no need to stop the eye. You need provide ID when you're walking through the streets, so it's no different when you're talking on the beast. When you see that bright light, don't fight or try to flee. Okay, son, let me see some ID. Man, they rolled up as if I'd have a thug like a vault. I'm still huh? seeing white from the flood light of soap. Uh, I was only five steps, maybe seven from my home. Yeah. Voice on the megaphone, so yeah. condemning in its own life. Mighty late for you to be out. So since you weren't smart enough to reroute, then pull that ID out. I'm on a pick, I'm out of my business. And thought if they beat me, all these people gonna climb the eyewitness. So I did it, they ran it, they busted out of laughter. Uh, Ass kind of bad, but where'd you get this manufactured? Says a share rapper, where's your cars, where's your jewels? So rappers nowadays are getting scholarships to school. More disbelief, something that they double, triple checking. A Southeast do without a blemish in his record. Stop playing, no possessions, no concealed deadly weapons. Your pop Jay walked and nearly got himself arrested, question, you're uninterested, no trouble, but backtrack, Mr. Backpack, I'm kind of puzzled, cause don't you rappers battle for some mean until you rest, but uh. you don't even have a battery of misdemeanor threats, and from these rap sheets it seems you got a lot of flows, no. but what about the open mics, need some more shows, shows, underworld, seems your attitude is too delightful, we won't even write a sight you, but I'm like, boy. My history of crime ain't the same as uh, Hustles with a claim of a rain like Hussein had yeah. But the places where the people came and explain Mad cheers for the boys where nobody knew my name at I might be the model for a witness is But the game is much bigger than appearances So next time you need to check it I don't need to show you ID When you can see me in the rack. You need people ID when you're walking through the streets So it's no different when you're talking on the beast When you see that bright light Don't fight or try to flick 
Okay, son, let me see some ID. Hey, can I get away? I fit it. Yep, the front's crowded, so we had to do the back though. Brooklyn in this bitch, so close, we bought a hundred deep. This piece of love, but don't forget, ain't shit sweet. Rolling with some OG drills from the police. Sister shot me out in the spot. Yeah, they know me. Hennessy, chuck it. Two tears in the bucket, fuck it. Hate it or love it. It knocks, so you gotta bump it. I bleach the illness, check the DNA, no bullshit. From kings and queens, I'm the reign supreme. I've been the fiend with notorious dreams. On the block, scheming on the vision, so I've seen. All hands high, cause now we get lifted. Feeling nostalgic, I had to ask, can I kick it? Let me put you on, fresh as day one, I was born. No baby wipes, not tonight, because I heard you want that good shit. Yeah. The face now I'm hitting all the work to do. Yeah. The hump up, goose book, I yeah. wanna feel shit. Yeah. They're so sick, need to fix shit, that's the real shit. Yeah. They wanna kill shit, but we want that real shit. Yeah. The face now I'm hitting all the work to do. Yeah. The hump up, goose book, I yeah. wanna feel shit. Yeah. They're so sick, need to fix yeah. shit, that's the real shit. It's so hot. I wish I could have taken three showers. This girl in the front got a mean frown when the DJ plays the beats now. The sound seems loud and I agree. However, I paid a lot of green dollars to see Army hit the stage and bring it down. Damn it, my drink is out. I got some beat up at the bar plus the bar. Time she lurking with me on tipsy and the alcohol is working in me. I got to chill so I won't be tripping. With all this liquor in my system, still I feel like I'm my rhythm. I'm snapping all the beat until my man's caught me. Tweeted in Instagram me, put me on beam. She that's like going on last. I wish Johnny went first to set up go on last. Finally, the host said they got to go in. I got my record filled up. The sun is blowing in the wind. The fish now I'm hitting all the work to do. The hot pot goose book, I wanna feel in the sound bites radio a home for uh black consciousness being the claim one world is the aim and uh always in support of our independent artists once again so you you just listened to aj throwback featuring path p and naeem bricks that was proof of id when you show up on the track I... let them know to check the records you feel me and then we we, we follow that up with uh r me r dot m e Brothers from Brooklyn, shout out to them. Jabari, uh, Rashid Amir, one love to y'all with Kick the Rhyme, bringing that real, that, that New York hip-hop sound. This is what we do in support of hip-hop. Um, and all things, you know, right? We, we don't and just how to be hip hop, hip hop, soul, house, okay, alternative. So poetry if you about open on. the vibe, you about, you know, like let's get some consciousness flows and move the vibrations around that's what we're about so send your music in definitely this is soundbites at gmail.com send the music through we support y'all independent artists soundbites s-o-u-n-d-b-y-t-a-s this is soundbites at gmail.com send your music there n-word free because all we 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 kings queens and people one love always so no no, n-word free music um, send that through Yeah All vibes Alright Yeah so thank you guys For always for checking in With us and being with us I Absolutely appreciate We appreciate y'all um, So yeah Share the link Soundbites International WVMRadio.net Ashay And um, so we're gonna go ahead And just like Kind of like Give you some round robin So what was uh, Angela Davis's 
instructions Ultimately. to being connected to how to be a solution in all of this that's happening. Right. Stepping in. I mean, that's the real is um, when it comes to revolutionary aspects. We you know a lot of people tend to ask how, what kind of do is like it looks a lot of ways. Understanding what it means to revolutionize and to change. We already gave that, you know, the, that rough definition earlier mm-hmm. from Ms. Davis mm-hmm. um, is really like, you know, be be a willing stand to step up and say, if you're going to say enough is enough, then what steps can you put forth? What are your talents? What are your gifts? How can you apply that to um, the recreation, the reconstruction, or the deconstruction and reconstruction of the systematic uh, industry that that we live in called America, and, and that social construct there as mm-hmm. well. Um, what does that look like? Are you a poli- are you are you politically sound? Are you elected official? Do you are you looking into law? Are you a creator? Are you an artist? What is your voice? What is your message? How can you share that actively and powerfully and unapologetically and unabashedly with the world, and without compromising or looking to compromise who you are for that? Is standing standing in in your your you standing in your being? Um, and being consistent and in practice, 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 meaning even if you fit, wake up and don't feel like wanting to, that's probably the day you really should and probably go hard. That's right. Go right? in. Because it, it, it takes that commitment. It's a commitment. It's a commitment and a stance. Revolution will not wait because it, every single day is another day that deconstruction will take place and you'll be and it'll be a day to falling behind. So it's, it's learning how to wake up with that mindset every single day. This is not wake up and put on camouflage and walk in the streets with a fist up all the time. Not to say you can't. Sure, do it. But, like, it's more to it than that. You know, yeah. revo- you know, a revolutionary mindset is how are you looking to be the, di- like, you, like Neferah says, be the difference that's different, right? And, and, and also being mindful of who is in this and being connected with who is in this. You know, when we talk about the black struggle, um, and Ms. Davis step, stepped on yeah. this. You, you want to say something? Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. So I'm going to jump in. Um, so the revolutionary mindset is such that it changes society in support of the needs of the people. Okay. The revolutionary mindset, as stated by uh, Sister Queen Angela Davis in an interview with vibe, vibrations for new people was a show that she was on in 1970. Mm-hmm, when she was in and, jail. When she was incarcerated. And she that. said, change, a revolutionary mindset is change in society that is in support of the needs of the people. Mm-hmm. The people need to live, love, they need to be healthy, and they need to be free to create. So if you understand a revolutionary mindset, then you are clear that the life that we live is not conducive of that. We don't live in a society that allows the people to live, mm-hmm. love, to be healthy, and to be able to create. Because we actually have legislation in play currently that diminishes our quality of food, mm-hmm. right? That wants to control how much we can eat because we understand the food justice advocates that they've created GMO seeds mm-hmm. that don't grow a second generation. Mm-hmm. You plant it once, it grows once, and that's it. <clears throat> so if someone can control your food, they will control how you make decisions. Right. Because then your food affects the chemistry and then like neurological and all these different things. Yeah. It, 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 it changes you. Your yeah. chemistry, your neurological, how you function, how you think, and how you right. breathe. 
Shout out to Woke Foods. Okay, shouts out to Woke Foods. You said that Hashe. Yes, yes. Libra Libra's on deck. All that, no lack. Shout out, shout out to organizations like Woke Foods, for real, that are you know working towards um, redefining that. We're gonna hashtag Hash you. Hashtag Woke Foods. Uh, powerful Miss Isna Patisa um, and her crew uh, working to create more equitable means of uh, you know better sustainable living and eating. Um, for you know, better mind state and uh, understanding of how that supports our our growth as people, in, in in humanity and equity, right? So being mindful of the foods we put into our bodies, the foods we put into our systems, um, and that's that in itself is part of the, the, um, revolutionary, the revolutionary mindset, mindset right? Because you want to look at things like like you know like like that, like the food, sustainability, uh, climate change. All these different things, and Angel Davis, I was going to say earlier, Angel Davis posted up on this, um, made a position on this. You know, gender. We want to be clear on gender. We want to be clear on who's in this fight that we can walk together, walk together with. That's in the fight with us, and I look say. to be inclusive in that sense, right? Because we want to look at also understanding inclusion and what that really means, right? Inclusion versus something like inclusion in the sense of assimilation. Because who wants to be included? Or feel inclusive in a society that's already been racist and, and discriminatory, right? You want to be able to create a new platform, a new wave of being to where inclusion is something that's like can be heralded and appreciated. Because to be included in, in more racism and to be included in more pain doesn't work for the, the growth of yeah, humanity. Think about that. Like, to right? be included. Like, who wants to be? Who wants to be <laughs> assimilated into a society that's destructive? Who, who wants, wants to be, to be added to more, to, to to more, more hurt? More foolishness. Like, more, who pain. Wants to be more pain. More <laughs> pain. That doesn't make any sense. So what does it look like to be inclusive as far as like let's include each other in this, this fight for equity? You know? And I almost say sometimes, you know, fight comes off my tongue a little weird because it's like, you know, but you have to fight. You have to fight, you know, and, and fight looks a lot of ways. It doesn't have to be fisticuffs. But ah. Like, you know, really being a stand every single day for what you what you believe in. Yeah. And you and, know. and it's even more powerful when we're when we stand connected to each other. That was another big piece she said, too. Big piece as far as what I took away was we are connect. We are or have chosen to be in a space of more disconnection as people mm -hmm. and when we get an activism and standing in a revolutionary mindset and willingness to work with each other um that brings that connectivity and that connective thread back mm -hmm. um and we we get to have that as a way to, to push forth and in, in, in the idea of being radical being revolution breaking the norm of what's what we've gone accustomed to which we've gone accustomed to being beaten down we've gone accustomed yeah. to um accustomed to oppression basically Exactly. Right? Whether we choose to believe it or not, in every day, just because you know the sun is shining, and like, and this is not to be some type of downer. This is about re looking at reality as it stands. You know, the veil that's been placed on all of us to subdue our reality of the oppressive state. Because once you are conscious of it, once you know, you can't unknow. And and once you know, you, you realize what we're up against. There's some work to do. And this is what is about the call action. That's what we're talking about as of right now. What is the work we get to put in, you know, together as a, you know, as a people? Mm. They're looking at the, even this economic thing here. And this one's something that blew my mind because sometimes it takes perspective, right? And yeah. and and, and Ms. Davis, she said, eight billionaires own and control 50%. the same amount of wealth as fifty percent of the population in America, in U.S. That's not good. Eight billion, eight billionaires own and control the same amount of wealth as 50 percent 
of the entire U.S. population. That's no good, guys. That shit's wrong, bro. <laughs> like, let's, like what, what, what does that mean? But what does that mean in terms? In terms, what does eight billionaires running, like, owning 50% of, of, of our economic power? What does that mean? That means that whatever the consciousness of those eight individuals. That's what we get to feed off of. That's what we get to live with. That's what we get to see on TV. <clears throat> that's what we get exposure to. Mm-hmm. That's what happens in the educational system. That's what falls off the master's table for us to pick mm-hmm. up and scoop up and try to fight each other down here at our low rung of life and society in this world and this in this social landscape for these bits and pieces of crumbs. Right. Right. That's the consciousness that is constantly back and forth between the people. This is why the people are having an issue creating harmony. Because we're all fighting quote unquote fighting at each other's throats with our own conscience and having our own perspective instead of being human first and understanding that if it's not conducive to creating love, life and health and ability to create freely, positively, then it doesn't work. Get rid of it. Period. Like get rid of it, put a period in and get rid of it. Done. We're clear. And then they use intimidation and scare tactic. You know, because soon as a tactic. We're the only group of people, people who have had a black cultural experience that every time we get leaders that try to re- that, that, re- that, that, that make an attempt to reshape the minds of the masses, people of color, somehow they end up in jail or dead or they flee, they become exiled. What is the psychosis that's creating that? These eight billionaires, right? Eight billionaires and their family members and their corporations, all of the many corporations that they own, Right, because when you're a billionaire, you're 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 like deeply diversified. You don't just have like all your coin in like pork bellies. I'm just saying. Right? Like be with the system of what that means for eight billionaires who own fifty percent of the United States wealth. You wanna really see what that looks like in application and how that impacts your everyday, no nondescript, non Joe and J and Q public. Where you fit in that landscape? Because that means that the rest of us are here in our spaces and we're struggling for like things that don't even really matter, like on a grander scale of things. I keep on telling you people that race is socialized. Religion is socialized. Political views are socialized. None of those things matter when you come in the world. And any changes that happen within them is uh, a change for the interests of those implementing them not for the interests of the people that of the people practice, not for the interests of the people it's for the interests of those that are that benefit socializing from it. it yeah and, and benefiting from it never for the people and it's interesting i would want to know why why would why would someone be interested in changing your biological chemistry why what would that do why did they give fluoride um why did they feed fluoride uh, in Germany when they were doing the, when when they fed uh, fluoride to the Jews? Why did they do that? Mm. To recode it was it's biological warfare, right. right? To that is a drug that diminishes your ability to aggression. Hmm. So the powers that be in that space chose to put fluoride in the water in an effort to diminish. Your fight or flight, which is your natural human instinct. Right. Your organism as a living organism. 
Your natural ability is to preserve your own life. So you need to have a fully functional fight or flight syndrome to continue to keep yourself safe. Fluoride diminished that ability. Right. And then where does it where does it exist in this now in in this this state now? We got well, what, what they did was they whitewashed toothpaste. the conversation about fluoride. Right. It's, they said it your fluoride teeth. is good for your teeth. <laughs> it whitened your Yay, teeth. Yay! We're all going to use fluoride for our teeth. I haven't brushed my teeth with fluoride toothpaste. In over yeah. 15 years There was a time yep. I used to brush my teeth With only baking soda Yeah Now I use Tom's Tom's yeah They have the fluoride Tom's free. non-fluoride They have an option An option <laughs> so, because Theirs is fluoride too Because they're clear Which doesn't make any sense To me It's like you, you, you If you have an option That means you're clear On what the fuck Fluoride is doing So it's like Why, right? even, why even be with that But that's another story in itself. Deodorant is creating Cancer in women Deodorant yep And people The aluminum get, The sulfates too Right. Men get breast cancer too, guys. Antiperspirants, like those things, like those have. You don't want your body not to sweat. You want your body not to stink. Right. Hear not that? Not to sweat. Your body <laughs> sweating is your body ridding itself of waste through your sweat glands. Mm-hmm. If your pers- if your if your deodorant is suppressing your ability to sweat, your body is holding on to waste in the glands. Exactly. That's not good for you. Right. Did we think about that? Antiperspirants. So, yeah, being mindful of those things in itself, is like, that's like a revolution in, in self, revolution in body, understanding that and getting clear on the the better workings of self-care around self. That in itself is a revolution. And then from there, how do you get to work outward for the rest of the community, the rest of the society, the rest of the people? You got like to be clear from the, from the jump, and that starts with self. We talk about knowledge of self and all these different things, you know. It's 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 needed. It's necessary. But you wanna you wanna you want you wanna examine yourself and discover shout what out, is your out. strongholds. Oh, man, Carl, what's good? Shout out. We on Instagram too for you know the next couple shout minutes. Shout out, shout <laughs> out. You want to examine why you are rejecting being with these experiences. You want to discover what in you can see and readily identify what's not working, and yet you consistently continue to do the things that are not working against your own better interest. Right. And against the interests of people in your community. Right. And against people in your community, of world community that looks like you, and even those that don't look like you. What makes you co-sign police out here shooting people in their cars? I don't care if the woman cussed them out. I know women like freaking Sergeant Bland, like that will... Okay. Rip you a new one like in 3.5 seconds. I can see her walking down and she'd be like, Sis, you all right? What's going on? I'm not offended. I'm not gonna get per- I'm not gonna start perspiring. I'm not gonna get afraid. I'm not gonna feel no way because I'm just gonna walk up to her and be like, girl, what's up with you? You alright? What's going on? What's happening? Right, but that to that- defuse the situation in love and grace without feeling attacked. So a police officer who should have been trained in defusing a situation. First of all, if you couldn't have a conversation with this woman, she wasn't aggressive. If you wanted to give her a ticket, give her the ticket. If she wasn't available to take the ticket, then write the ticket or her license plate and let her go. Right. Why you feel like you have to stick your fork and make a point to the point where it ends up, this woman ends up dead, locked up in jail and ends up dead. So we don't even know what happened to her 
that had this woman get locked up. But this is all because this officer had ego involved and did not know how to defuse the situation. And that's what most of that's these what officers that was are coming through these days, too. It's like even the, the situation with the, you know, the young girl that happened recently where they were looking for a bald man and somehow found themselves beating up a young, an, uh, I think she was 19, 17 and 19-year-old oh black goodness. girl. Looking for a bald man and somehow a young black girl with braids in her head would, would do and beat her up. Police beat her up. So I want to know, I'm, I'm concerned... And that's the sound bites are going to the streets to find out mm-hmm. what's happening with people. How is this okay? And how do you get up every day and go to work and be chilling and be like living your life? Everything is all to the gravy. And somehow none of this makes any sense to you. You're completely all right with that. I need to know why. So um, we're moving to rap. I beg your pardon. You want to add anything else here? Um, stay vigilant, y'all. <laughs> I don't know what else. I'm gonna leave you guys with a quote from yeah. my keys to soar. Life doesn't come with a manual. Life does not come with a manual. Embrace your own personal maturation. Yeah. Okay. Embrace your own personal maturation because. As you grow, and since we don't come in, we don't, we're not, most of us are not raised in little bubbles. And some of us that are raised in little bubbles of society with their own little cultural people, that's not a good thing because you're too far to the left. You want to get some balance in there. Excuse me. It's important to get some balance. But most of us are not raised in little bubbles where our world is completely buffered from reality. There are pockets of our American people that are and that do live in bubbles where their entire life and living experience is buffered. But for most of us that are a part of a living, moving, and breathing uh, organism that is our social landscape, embrace your personal maturation. As information becomes available to you, as you expand your consciousness, as you read, as you become exposed to different people, places, and things, and I'm telling you something, be with people. Be with people in their culture, in their experience, in their lives, and get to know people. The closer you get to people, the more it will allow you to have access to understanding that life doesn't just only exist on your stoop or in your buffered community where you allege that no people of color live there. When clearly, this young man lives in this house in this community. And no, he's not hiding out from gang members. He's hiding out from middle-aged white men who are retired engineer, aeronautic engineers. Okay? There's an issue. There's, there's something to be... That's a discussion. That's a discussion, people. And another conversation is the real estate broker or the property management company that rented that house to that black family. That should have been a conversation to be had. See what I'm saying? So being affluent and trying to front, as a mother, I would have asked, what is the diversity like in this community? Because there's going to be another conversation around education and around how we unfortunately trying to look for opportunity because white folks ice is colder than black folks ice. Sugar we put our sweeter. kids at risk. We put our children and ourselves in situations making an attempt to be the first to break down the norms. I get that. That makes sense. But then how about you just build your space 
and fortify your own spaces? Why is there a need to, you know, put your children at risk by putting them in space and places with people that don't culturally understand them? Do you know what the ramifications of that is? They're severe. You know, I, I don't even know. I wouldn't even know what to say to this young man, you know, because what's going to keep his heart from turning black and hating society? What's, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with his, 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 his goals in life and the strength that he may have in terms of unfolding his life? So be with your own personal maturation. I talk to yeah. the people because the people are responsible for the actions and what's showing up in our world. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's <clears throat> taking on the mantle of responsibility, I guess is what I could leave with. It's taking on the mantle of responsibility as people. Um, one of the notes, as David said, which, I mean, we you know has, has come up. I've noticed come, come up in, in the social media landscape as well more and more. Um, whether or not it's a demonization of, of black men or what have you continuing on like whatever that can be attributed to but really it's about time of, of brothers stepping up um, you know brothers stepping up to the to the the fight that women are undergoing especially black women that have been undergoing the fight and like since you know down the civil rights movement down to fighting through slavery like down to Harry Tubman's and then sums like have always been a part of the struggle as adamant fighters stepping up a lot of times stepping up first most of the time stepping up first to say you know because these are the mothers these are the creators and as the men whether you want to stand as John Henry or Lil John like step up and, and and be the change that's needed you know in in the face of protection of of black women um in in, in you know like i said in, in the fight of you know gender we have the trans women that have been fighting as well the women all women in in, in um, that have been undergoing the pain and struggle and murder and all these different things in the name of freedom for black people in the name of freedom for people um we, it, it gets to be uh become our social responsibility to stand together right as one because we can't talk oneness we can't talk black liberation we can't talk freedom and power to the people when we're not including the people you know so black so that means black men um whether you whether you're still trying to figure out your your, your place and your stake in this black liberation fight whether you feel that you're clear as fuck be you know be clear that it you you're not fighting this by yourself and you're not at the apex of this you're a part of it and there's there's really is other people that are involved there's our black youth that are involved our black youth are very intelligent you know they're not stupid and they're not unclear on what's happening they're very clear we know some very intelligent young teenagers um that we've gotten to work with recently over the past couple years that have just really put a stamp on um how affected they are by racism, by discrimination, by oppression, by systemic, you know, oppression and racism, all these different things. Capital global capitalism. Capitalism is, exists on our on this playing field we call it America, US. Um, the kids, the youth are clear, right? So bridging the gaps between the elder and the youth as far as who gets to be what, um, Common said it in the glory song, you know, it's going to take the energy of the youth and, and, the, and the guidance of the elders for this to really be uh, a fight worth fighting and, and, and ultimately can be won. Um, and also recognizing it may just be a continuous fight as well. 
Um, I hope that it's not. I hope that we, we can only hope that, that it's not. I hope. But you know what um, they say? I, I hope that the fight doesn't continue forever. Forever. No. I hope that we arrive at a place where we just discover, discover that it doesn't have to be something drastic that creates a right. new possibility. Right. It doesn't have to be a big, like this big fight the way it's been right now where people are shedding blood and losing relationships. But really, it's like, okay, there's some new topic coming up that we get to address this. Because we've been here, we're not going back. So we're going to address this issue in a way that's going to be forwarding discourse or forwarding, like, discussion is going to happen. Well, have there needs to be a con- Well, there's also way. another piece that I offered before, you know. There needs to be like some real research around. But see, what happens when we do research? Research is generally funded by an educational institution. Mm-hmm. And um, in case we don't know, there's a lot that's going to go into that conversation. There are institutions who stuck their fork in the whole slavery movement. They, they made some money during slavery. They sustained their universities due to, um, you know, involvement in, in export, etc., around that but we'll have an expansive conversation on that As later because um, really we, like, we, <laughs> we, we need like an eight hour show to even like really unravel and unpack this whole situation because it really is like i mean essentially we touch on it every with sound bites but really it's constant practice constant practice is us you know sharing our experiences with you um in relation Right, because we're all moving in relation to each other, and that's what you know relationship is. Yes, you know, so it's it's gonna be the content practice of you being with us every week. Um, we pray that you're with us every week, two to four, two to four, every Saturday also on um, WVMR to have these discussions. Be with it, even if you're just listening, even if you're just watching. We'd appreciate it, and yeah, we hope and that you're taking away something. Yeah, and share if you appreciate it. Share. Yeah. Um, and we ask you, you you share with other people as well, because you never know what can ignite that that brain. What did Tupac say? I, I may not be the one to change the world, but I'll, I'll be the, the one to spark the mind that does change the world. I say. You know, if not in this lifetime, in some lifetime. Too. Absolutely. Being prepared for all this, right? Um, also, just wanted to do, quickly shout out, you know, our sister DJ, Zelo Ray. Um, you know, she couldn't make it this week. You know, she she's uh, under the weather. So we, we still want to send our players and, 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 you know, healing and recovery to her. Um, that should be better. Hopefully she'll be able to join us next week. Oh, speaking of next week. So we want to talk about that. Okay. The topic for next week? No guest, right? Yeah, we'll have a special guest next week. And she'll be on talking about women's sisterhood and, and entrepreneurship. <clears throat> and uh, we'll have well in, in studio guests, put it like in that. Studio in studio guests, guests. Yeah, yeah. We'll, have, we'll have an in studio guest mm-hmm. um, speaking with us next week. So that should be very exciting, um, sharing different perspectives or what have you. So look forward to sound bites next week's two p.m. to four p.m. Um, do we have anything coming up? Any promotions? Any shout outs? I don't have any promotions for the next week. So we'll have something coming up in November. But for the next week, we don't have anything yeah. next week. Yeah. Um, so just stay with us. But yeah, stay with us. Stay in, stay in touch. Stay close, um, and continue to be fortified. So we're gonna go ahead and shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yes. This is Sound Bites Radio on WVMR. Um, join us every Saturday from two p.m. to four p.m. Um, for live broadcast. We'll also be inter- introducing pretty soon some, you know, like we said, we have a guest next week, um, some interviews, you know, some video snippets or what have you. Um, we will be moving around some things. So we may have some replays or what have you, but, you know, stay with us um, and be with the conversation every week. We share this conversation with you as a way to, to fortify. 
All right, and thank you for receiving from us always peace and blessings to the Earth's family. May the divine and the ancestors keep you in love, strength, protection, and abundance. May they light your way and guide your path. From my heart to yours, namaste, neferah to ma'atira. Hasir ka neferah. And we are Soundbites Radio International. Yes, yes. Peace and blessings. Peace, peace, peace.